We are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor, Anchor. If you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start, listen up. So when we first decided to start a podcast, we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um, without having to do the most work. We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. Hey, everyone. Jess here. I just wanted to jump in and give you all a little heads up. Um, We had some technical difficulties this week, and so our audio quality just isn't as good as it normally is. Um, just bear with us. This episode was really good and we didn't think it was worth trying to re-record. So huge thanks to our sound guy, Chris, for getting this to where you can hear us as clearly as possible. But anyway, we hope you enjoy the episode and let's go to Jeff without a disclaimer. Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. Welcome back to Your Brain on Weird. I'm Jess. And I'm Sarah. And this is a podcast where we talk about weird stuff, the paranormal, conspiracies, cryptids, so on and so forth, and also some cannabis knowledge. Some cannabis knowledge. Cannabis. Can. Tin can. Hell, your intensifies. Wow. Of course. Oh, God. It all goes back to Hellier. Anytime anyone says can, I'm just like, mmm, tin can. Tin cans. Interesting. Hmm. Anyway, how are you? I'm doing very good, thank you. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, work's going really well, and um, Nick and I got a Switch for our birthday. Oh, so... fuck yeah. Okay, I was. you said that he was playing Pokemon, and I was like, is that on the PlayStation? I was like, wait, did he have a pre-existing Switch? I was like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> nice. We got a nice. Switch for our birthday. Okay, well, so. you need to give me your your uh, your Nintendo code. Okay. So I, I can add you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so we've been playing Minecraft Dungeon. Wow. And Nick got Sword and Shield. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell we yeah. We also got smash brothers so nice. i'm really excited about that because i love that game yes so we've just been like chilling every night and like getting high and playing minecraft and it's been really great hell yeah so hell i've yeah. been living my best life sick <laughs> i love that dude i would like oh my god i 
was so addicted to my Switch when I first got it. Yeah. And like Jeff and I have to fight over it because we don't have like, you guys have like the the one that you can plug into your TV, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. We have the light. So it's like, yeah, we have to like switch back and forth with it. But life changing, man. Life changing. It really has been. It's been great. All the Switch games are so like fun. They're not like stressful. Like Okay, there's definitely a few Switch games that I've played that I already hate. So Uh oh. Like what? Mario Party. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude, I hate that game. I love Mario Party. <laughs> Why do you hate Mario Party so much? Because there's no way to be good at it. Okay. It's okay. all luck, and no matter what, I lose every single time. And okay, like- I guess I understand that. Our friend Johnny like feels the same way about like games like that. He's like, yeah. if I can't win, if I can't win out of like skill, then like I'm not interested. If I just keep getting like fucked because of like whatever algorithm they have going, it's just like no. Yep, yep. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny, for understanding why I dislike that game. Yeah, that's fair. <sighs> that's fair. Well, yeah. I'm happy for you guys. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. But besides that, we cut down our weed, and Aww. they are now drying. Because uh, they got fertilized, unfortunately. So they were, like, starting to grow seeds. So we just, like, cut them down where they were. Well, okay. Eh. It's getting, like, kind of shitty out anyway, so. Yeah, exactly. So we're, like, fine. I guess we'll do it. I guess. And Nick did it, I guess. That is so sad. At least you got to smoke some of your children at your wedding. Yep. And now we get to smoke even more. Yes! (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's very exciting. Nice. How are you doing? I can hear my cat snoring from here. That's so good. So funny. Um, I'm great. Yeah. I'm good. Um, I finally got a desk. So (laughs) if anybody doesn't know this, uh, I didn't have a desk for the previous like three weeks to a month, maybe. I've been using a combination of uh, like folding TV tray and parts of our cat's uh like cat condo thing um that i just kind of stacked on top of each other it was really janky and uh yeah so it feels great to have an actual desk and to have like an like studio set up again finally so we're finally starting to um decorate our permanent home we don't have to move again thank god so it feels nice. It feels very nice to be able Yay. to do that and not like be in limbo. So I feel I feel really great. I feel very Yay. great. Good. Yeah. And I, I got the guest room mostly set up. The only thing left that we that we have left to do is to assemble the bed frame, which we lost the screws for in the move. So That's we got to go get new screws. And <clears throat> it's always something like that. You lose fucking bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Jeff also said he was going to get a ladder because we have like 18 foot high ceilings in here and he wants to be able to hang stuff from the ceiling and uh, put art really high up on the walls. So yeah, that's going to be so sick, dude. Yeah, I was like, that will not be me on the ladder. But if you're willing to do it, then go ahead. (laughs) Sure, do it. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Shit's great. Shit's great. Shit's great. great. (laughs) Oh, and it's, uh, it's October. Which I'm really excited about. I fucking love October. I feel like I always wait every single year for Halloween month. We're like, mm. Mm, yes. 
Yeah. 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 I love October too. And because of that, I did choose like the scariest story I know to tell. Okay. Me. Okay. Yes. So. Yes. Okay. Fuck. That's very exciting. <laughs> oh, well, before we get into it, I have to I have to ask because I want to keep this going and we've forgotten a couple of times. How much water have you drank? Um, so I went to work this morning and I as of six fifteen PM have drank less than a bottle of water. So Well <laughs> not great. Yep. Well, at least you recognize it. And now I'm drinking a beer, so it's okay, right? You know, yes, I'm doing about the same. I've had, so this is, yeah, this is, I think, like, 750 milliliters, yeah, and I've so, drank one of them. Yeah, I have, like, two ounces. Okay, I can I can chug this. Yeah, okay, so chug that, refill it, and then and then you'll be ready to start your story. I'm not going to go, though, I'm very comfortable. <laughs> okay, that's fair, later. too. Ask Ruben to do it for you. Ruben, refill my water bottle. <laughs> well, she and Artemis are passed out. I put their beds next to each other. Oh, so their butts can touch? <laughs> yes, so their butts can touch. <laughs> They're not touching, but... It's okay. It's cute. They're close <laughs> to each other. Yeah. My cats are in separate, in separate rooms, but in, like, basically the same spot. In separate rooms. <laughs> just, just, okay. I can, still, I can still hear Orion snoring. That's so good, dude. Sometimes at night, I'll just hear Artemis, like, wheezing. Or, um, like, she breathes through her nose, but she just, like, has, like, a perma-stuffy nose. Don't worry, yeah. I'm not abusing my cat. She just... She was born that way. Well, she, I'm sure she was born fine, but then she was, like, a stray, so she got a really bad eye infection, so she can't yeah. see that eye. She has permanent leaky eye and permanent stuffy nose. It sucks. Aww. So I can just hear her, like... Her nose, like, whistling. Oh, just, yeah. just, like, stay still for a second. I'm like, what is that? Oh, it's <laughs> Artemis down, it's breathing. Just <laughs> like, thanks for sounding like a ghost in my head. Uh, ghost cat. Ghost cat. Okay, anyway. Ghost cat. Okay, so. Okay, so. Whoa. So for Halloween, I was like, all right, I definitely want to tell a ghost story. And yes. Like, that's, like, the scariest, like, real-life ghost story I know. And it's definitely the Sally house. Okay, 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 And I yes. know you know this story. I do, I do. And... But I like to be reminded of it. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's oh a lot. It's, it's spooky. It's spooky. It's, it's so spooky. So Nick and I basically, like, spent the entire drive. We, like, spent, like, seven and a half hours on the road this weekend. And listen to Astonishing Legends. Oh, yeah. They have a four-part series and a follow-up episode. And all together is probably like 15 hours. Mm -hmm. We're literally like halfway through episode two. Yeah. Like part two. So. I think that that whole series took me a week to listen to. Like yeah. I started on Monday. I listened every day. And it like took me a week to finish it. Yeah, if you want to listen to that, they go a lot more in-depth than I'm going to because they have a lot of time, and they also went there for, like, uh, an investigation, so they talk about that a lot, um, but it's really worth the listen. Yeah. And it's, like, the episode that got me into Astonishing Legends, because you sent it to me, and, 
It was great. Yeah. Yeah. So <sighs> I did that. And then I also saw it on BuzzFeed Unsolved. Wow. Okay. They nice. went there and it was so dumb. And I was like, this is great. Yeah. Um, BuzzFeed Unsolved is pretty. Uh... It's so good. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like. It's like Ghost Adventures, but without the extra annoyance of having Zach Baines. Like exactly, it's like <laughs> the two guys, like they're friends and they're basically just fucking around, and yeah. it's so good. It's like so poke good. this, see if anything happens. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna lock you in here for a minute. And he's like, "What? No, don't do that. There's ghosts in here." And you're like, "Yeah, son, <laughs> that's the point." <laughs> oh, oh boy. Man. Okay. All right. <sighs> So anyways, I watched a lot of shit about this. And, cool. And Sightings did an episode, oh. which they talked about a lot in Astonishing Legends. Um, and Sightings is, is a paranormal investigation show from the early 90s. So they went to the Sally house and did a three-part series. And part one is like lost to the ages, but part two and part three are on YouTube. So I finally decided to watch those. Oh, I have not watched those. So... It was... I'll tell you about it when we Okay, yes, 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 yes. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, I have a really stuffy nose today, too. It's Allergies, okay. man. Dude, I woke up today and my throat hurt really fucking bad. And I was, like, stuffy. And I was just like, ah. And then you're like, am I getting sick? And you, like, start to panic a little bit. <laughs> yes. All of that. Yes, yes. <sighs> all right. So, the Sally House. The Sally House is located in Atchison, Atchison Kansas. The town Atchison was originally formed right before 1857, and it was formed on a platform of religious freedom and pro-slavery. Oh boy. Great. Lovely. Um, Mm. So they like started parceling up the land. Lots 9 and 10 were bought in April of 1857. They changed hands a couple of years later, and then it changed hands like twice more and then in 1866 michael c finney acquired the property lots and built 508 north second street and also 504 north second street which was lots nine and ten yeah okay um but the house that we're going to be talking about is 508 north second street which was built by michael c finney this guy all right oh shit right Oh, right. Uh-oh. Sorry. I'm sorry. I just remembered something. Um, okay. <laughs> in typical me fashion, I, like, didn't take notes on this. I just listened to a bunch of shit. Yeah. So, bear with me. That's okay. That's okay. If Honestly, if you were to take notes on this, it would end up being 15 hours. That's so... what I was saying. I was like, I can't. I, like, don't even know where to start. Okay. Yeah. So, the history. So, MC Finney... That's how he was known. He was the matriarch. M.C. Finney. M.C. Finney. He had a couple kids. Um, He had a kid named Agnes who um, he like deeded the building next door to her mother and then her mother deeded it to Agnes. Oh, okay. Um, So like she lived next door basically. All right. Um, And then... M.C. Finney was the first person to die in the house in 1872, shortly after they moved in. It's been like five years on September 27th. Oh. And <laughs> interesting. Interesting. And then M.C. Finney's father-in-law died in the house two years later. 
So he, like, lived there with them. Okay. And then one of M.C. Finney's children died in the house that same year on September 29th. Jeez. So three people within, like, the first six years of the house being built. There's, like, these people that are already dying. Yike. Yes. So... Basically, this house, like, just stays in the Finney family for, like, 70 years. And then, like, it's owned by a couple people, whatever. Go, They go back and forth. It was also vacant for, like, 10 years in the 50s. Oh. Which is fun. Yeah. So, in 1992, we're gonna fast forward. Um, there's a, a guy named Les Smith. He bought that house with the intention of using it as a rented property. Okay. Um, he had, like, one tenant, like, at the beginning, and then... Or... No. It was them. So the first tenants that he had there were um, Deborah and Tony Pittman, and they rented out this house. Yeah. And they are going to be the focus of this story. Okay. So, basically... <laughs> <laughs> It's 1992, there's this, like, young couple, they are newly married and expecting their first child, and they live in a tiny, like, one-bedroom apartment right now. So they're looking for places to rent in Kansas, and they, like, come across this house, and it seems, like, really promising, like, the landlord's good guy, um, he's like, oh, I literally just bought this house. Um, so, like, it would be really cool to, like, see someone who, like, is gonna take care of it move in. Yeah. These people were, like, looking to start their family, so of course they were. Okay. So, they move into the house in 1992, and for the first six months they live there, it's basically fine. At this point, she, Deborah has her son, and her son's name is Taylor, and... He's born after them living for, like, six months in the house. Okay. So. It's always fun when children are involved. (laughs) That's the thing. So, after they bring their son home from the hospital, that is when they start noticing things. So, basically, for six months, it was, like, quiet, right? They said their cats would, like, follow things with their eyes around the house. And um, they had, a like, a neighborhood dog that was normally really, really f- friendly and would just, like, stand at their house and bark and bark and bark and bark. Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would not be okay with that. Yeah, it's very gross. Okay. So the first thing that they started to notice was um, they'd be, like, sitting in their living room at night watching TV and, like, the lights would start to, like, dim, like, periodically. And they, like, didn't have dimmer switches or anything. Like, Hmm. that wasn't, like, what it was. And it was happening, like, every single night. And they got concerned and they called an electrician. I was going to say, yeah. And he came over and he was like, nah, dude, there's, like, nothing wrong with your lighting, your wiring, like, nothing is, like, wrong. And so, like, that's just a thing that's happening now. Um, Another thing that Deborah noticed right off was 
cold spots, which continued to be high activity areas later on. Okay. Which is pretty gross because yeah. the first thing she feels is like Ugh, cold. Yeah. And then it gets yeah. worse. <sighs> gross. So <Yes. laughs> this is a two story house on the first floor is like the kitchen, the living room. It's pretty basic. The top floor has, like, a master bedroom, a bathroom, and, like, a nursery. So most of the stuff that I'm going to be talking about actually happens in the nursery, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. So in 1993, um, like, stuffed animals that could talk and shit were pretty popular. So they were all, like, electronic fucking Furbies. Um, well, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that's um, really what I'm thinking. <laughs> Deborah noticed noticed like um the the wind up like musical thing above the baby's crib would like wind up by itself <gasps> and like turn on and start just playing music. Ooh. Like even though no one had touched it, like the um electronic toys would like start to like just like play out of nowhere or like hum and even sounding like distant voices um i hate that so much <sighs> imagine like having a baby monitor and just like all of a sudden hearing that like like whispers or something <gasps> yeah yeah <gasps> <sighs> yeah so gross so they bring their baby home even though all the toys are moving but that's okay because they're sleeping with him in a crib in their bedroom. So mm -hmm. he's in there with them and he is waking up every single hour on the hour through the night and for like days and days and days. And it doesn't take that uh, baby that long to like get into a pattern, I guess. Yeah, normally. no, that, that's not. Yeah. Um. So like they were already like getting exhausted and then in addition to that, like, every time they tried to, like, use anything that was, like, electrical, it would just, like, shut itself off. Be like, nope. Yeah. So, like, she would try to vacuum and the vacuum would just, like, turn itself off. If you wanted the TV on, like, no. Music? No. Nope. nope. None of that. But then, like, you would try to go to bed and it would turn on. You can only make noise when I say you can make noise. Right? Like. What a dick, dude. Uh, so, I mentioned that the baby, Taylor, had been sleeping in the parents' bedroom. And one day, Deborah was, like, out and about. And she, like, talked to one of her, like, across-the-street neighbors. And, like, I don't know, in the 90s, you do that. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently that was a thing. You'd, like, yeah, walk down the street thing. and, like, actually talk to people who lived on your street. Right? So this woman was, like... <laughs> hey, I actually have this weird question. Um, is there a reason you keep the light on in the nursery all the time? Like, even at night? Like, that seems bad for the baby. And obviously, like, Taylor's been sleeping in the bedroom. They've been keeping the lights off in the nursery, like, this whole time. And yeah. Because their across-the-street neighbors literally like, so why are the lights on, like, all the time? Ooh. Very strange. So they had other people... Being like, hey, what the fuck? This is weird. Yeah. Okay. And then one thing that I feel like they never mention in any of the stories, but I think is hilarious, is that everything was in their house was, like, starting to mold. 
What? Yeah. So they would, like, put a scoop of dog food in the bowl for the dog, and then yeah. come back and notice that it was just, like, covered in mold. What the fuck? And, like, on, like, Tupperware, just, like, sitting in the cupboard, like, after they've been cleaned. Is that even a thing that, like, can happen? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't think that's a, like... It's it's probably... It's not... It's, like, not, you know? <laughs> I'm just, like, looking up how fast mold grows. Mold can easily grow within 28 to 48 hours. Uh-uh. Yeah, but there has to be certain conditions for it. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Was it, like, just dry food, too? Because, like... I was gonna say, if it's dry food, then that's, like, what the less, fuck? Even less likely. Yeah. Huh. Unless they have, like, water, like, dripping out of their roof all the time. Or, like, I don't know, man. That's really fucking weird. I had not heard that until just now, so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. (sighs) Creepy. Don't like that. Don't like that. And the walls will ooze green slime. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Alright, back to the house. So, Tony and Deborah have been up for two weeks straight dealing with their fucking shit. So Deborah's sister offers to like fly in and like help them out for a while. And she literally like flew out and like was there the next day. Which is like that's such a bro move, man. Like Yeah, that's like super nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So her sister came over and like took care of the baby while they like were able to like get some sleep and stuff and I guess while she was there, like the baby was sleeping through the night. The fuck? Yeah. Of course. Typical. Of course, right? So, so she comes, she's like with them for like three days, five days, five days. Wow. <laughs> Who can just do that? That's anyway, a long time. I know, yeah. right? So on her last night in Kansas, the Pickmans and Deborah's sister, what is her name? I think it's Karen. It's Karen. That sounds familiar. Okay. It's Karen. A good Karen. So, Deborah, Tony, and Karen go. And the baby, I guess. They took the baby with them. That makes sense. Oh, okay. That's good. Um, (laughs) They're just like, we'll just leave him behind in the nursery with the lights on. No worries. The ghost will take care of him. Um, (laughs) So, they're at their. uh, Shit. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Okay, so. The family goes to Tony's parents' house to go and, like, hang out, like, see the, look at my baby. Um, <laughs> look at my child. Look at my Praise baby. Praise them. <laughs> and also, his parents lived, like, right down the street. And also, I think oh. his brother lived next door. I think that was something I remember hearing. Um, so this is, like, he was born raised here, so all of his family is, like, town you know yeah 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 so they get home and and tony goes upstairs um to go to the bathroom because there's one bathroom in there. and like you have to walk by the nur- nursery door to get to the bathroom mm-hmm. so he's like gone for a minute and he comes back downstairs and he's like deborah why did you put all of taylor's toys like on the floor and Ew. Deborah's like, mm, the fuck I did? Like, nah. She's like... Why would you accuse me of such a thing? Right? Exactly. First of all. Second of all, she's not that kind of person. Like, she very specifically placed the teddy bears in the room. 
and because yeah. like they looked nice and she like knew what she wanted them to look like so she's like i wouldn't put stuffed animals like on the floor yeah so like karen heard and they all looked at each other and then they looked at tony and they're like what are you even talking about so they all go upstairs sitting in the middle of the nursery floor are a few stuffed animal bears and they are sitting back to back in a circle like all sitting up together in Ew. in the middle of the bedroom floor like and the, purposefully yes, rearranged like they are like, arranged there and there's probably like Ew. five or six bears and the light is on and <sighs> everyone's like all right, this has like, got to be a prank, right? Like, all of our yeah. family lives really close. Maybe someone just, like, all right. <laughs> so they put all the bears back, and they leave the room, and Tony shuts off the light, and they walk downstairs, and they're all kind of eyeing each other. And then, you know, they get to the bottom, and Karen turns around, and she's like, dude, the fucking light is back on. Oh, no. So, so they go back up the stairs, and the bears are fucking back exactly the way they were before. I knew it. Ew. Yeah. So. I would lose my goddamn mind. <gasps> okay. So they put all the bears away again, and this time, Deborah turns off the light as they go, go back down the stairs. And at this point, they're all like, back to back basically like huddled together like going down the stairs yeah yeah which is yeah. such a good image and they like got to the bottom and they looked back up and the light was on so they're like all right like <laughs> all right hopefully like this is like fine right um mm -hmm. it's just like fine they're starting to like talk amongst themselves and they're like what if it's like a kid ghost that like just wants to play with toys and then Karen was like what if it's like an old lady that like is just trying to like nurture the baby <laughs> and I was like mm -mm. by poking him every single hour on the hour to wake him up like I don't think so man yeah. that doesn't sound right yep. yeah <sighs> this is a uh, I'm already getting like the trickster like the trickster vibe from all this bullshit. Yeah, so... First of all. Oh, man. It definitely, definitely starts that Just something way. trying to fuck with people. Yeah, yeah. Definitely just something trying to fuck with people. So they get to the bottom of the stairs, and they're like, okay, the light's not back on. Let's go sit on the couch. Like, and they're, they're also checking on the baby in between this. I, like, feel like saying he slept through it. So, like, thanks, kid. Okay. So they're like sitting on the sitting on the living room couch and this is not an open floor plan house so they cannot see the stair like the top of the stairs from the couch. So oh. like they keep like getting up to like sneak over to the stairs and like see if the light isn't on, you know. Mm -hmm. So after a little bit um Deborah has to pee. So she like an adult is like I'm going to go to the bathroom. And Tony and Karen Which are just like, happens to be upstairs. You can't go alone. <gasps> like, so they walk her over to the stairs and they're like, we'll wait at the bottom. I would just make them come upstairs right? well, like, and like, stand in front like, of the come door. Upstairs with her. Just, mm -mm. And she's like, 
I guess I have to go pee really bad and like the walk up the stairs is only like a little bit scary. Like, thanks. I would have just gone outside at that point, to be honest. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So Deborah goes up the stairs and the light is still off. But like as she walks by the nursery, she just has to peek in. She's gotta see. No. And she literally is just like the bear is on the floor again. <laughs> so Karen and Tony fucking bolt up the stairs and they're like all standing in the doorway looking at the fucking bear. Just one this time is positioned okay, I was like... like right in the middle of the floor. <laughs> and they're all like freaking out at this point. They're like, I know it's not yes. me. I know it's not you guys. So who else could it be? They're, like, checking for magnets. They're checking for, like, strings and, like, signs of a prank. They, like, search the entire house to see if anyone is in their house. And there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. Oof. So. I hope that she, uh, I hope that she made it to the bathroom before she just, like, I wonder if she just peed her pants at that point. She's just like, (laughs) I "I just peed. I just peed. Yep. Yep. So. They did what any reasonable trio of people and a baby would do. They got Mm -hmm. all of their snacks, they got all of their booze, and they brought their baby, and they all went into the master bedroom, (laughs) and they, like, locked themselves in there for the night. (laughs) Yes. Appropriate reaction. Uh, oh shit, no. They moved the entire TV set into the master bedroom, because there was only one TV, because it was 1993 yes also that i would be like you know what i live here now god forbid i have to pee ever again oh i forgot the master bedroom's upstairs right so they have to walk by the nursery again i was like yeah so they have to walk by the nursery again to get all the stuff into the master to get everything into the master bedroom um so they like walk up the stairs like okay everything's okay in the nursery and so, like, they're setting up the TV, she's, like, putting the baby down to sleep, and all of a sudden, Karen is just, like, oh, shit, from, like, downstairs. Mm. And as Tony was carrying the TV between the Uh-oh. living room the and living the stairs, room really. um, yeah. he sees out of the corner of his eye... A beanie baby bear that's sitting on top of like the VCR just start like spinning. What? Yeah. So it's just spinning Ew. and it just like spun around. Ah, I feel like I should have like lit some incense or like burned some cedar in here before we started this. I'm like I'm like here alone because Jeff is like running errands and I'm just like oh. Well, don't think about it too hard. Okay. I'll try not. All to. right. So he sees a fucking bear spin around, which is great. Um, so they all are in, they're just like, nope, and they just go to the master bedroom at this point, and they're like, they get, like, some sense of security and their camaraderie, and, like, they're making jokes about it, and they're, like, hanging out, like, yeah, they're just hanging out, and they, like, watch the movies, and they, like, eat their snacks, and then they go to sleep, and then the next morning, um... Karen is leaving. She's going back to New York. Tony's brother is there and he's like taking pictures of the family and like, I don't know, like driving her to the airport or something. I don't know. Okay. 
So, as Greg is um, taking pictures, he's like, oh, like, I'm going to take pictures of the house. And uh-huh. they had, like, told him what happened the night before. And for some strange reason, he says, if you're here, do you want to have your picture taken? And he clicks the shutter as he's, like, focusing on that bear. And he gets the a picture of the bear, like, spinning. <laughs> Because it started spinning as he took the picture. So it's like blurry. Yeah. It's motion. Oh, weird. Yeah. So does that picture still exist? Um, I think this is the picture on the okay. thesallyhouse.com website. Okay. 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 Um, okay. Yeah. So if you Google it, it's like, I mean, it's a picture. Special. It's a picture. It's not good. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. I don't even care, like, how good the picture is. I'm it's just, like, I just want to see like, it. It's definitely, like, weird. Um, There's tons of pictures from this fucking house, by the way. Yeah, I was gonna say, demonic forces are realized. All right, we're just gonna ignore that part of <laughs> okay. the website. Interesting. We'll go back to that later. Floor plans, fire insurance map, blah, 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 blah. Experiences in the house. Where? Where? Let me see. Where? Can I just send this? All right. I sent it to you. Okay. This is the one I'm specifically talking about right now. I believe okay, it is okay. not clearly labeled on the website, however. Ew. Okay. Weird. Like, everything is, like, in focus, except... Except for that. Yeah, that's already weird just because of, like, where it's focused. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, thanks, Greg, I believe his name is. Greg? Yeah. Thanks, Greg. So, Greg freaks out. And everyone's like, all right, we're leaving. So Deborah grabs the baby and Tony grabs like car seat. And as they're like going out to the car, Tony like feels like he like recoils. He's like, ah, something just like I got like stung by a bee or something like on my back. Like it's very like, ow, that fucking hurt. So they like pack the car, they get in the car and they drive to Tony's parents' house, which is you know, five minutes down the road, because they were just there yesterday. And they, like, get to the house, and Tony was like, oh, can you, like, look at my back? I feel like I got stung by a bee or something. So he, like, lifts up his shirt, and he turns around, and there's just, like, these three long scratches that are, like, going down the middle of his back. Oh, yeah, I remember that part. (sighs) Yep. Yep. So at this point, they're like, yeah, there's a fucking ghost in our house. Like, I don't know what the fuck is up, but, like, he literally just, like, hurt Tony. Like, it scratched him. Like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, So they, like, they're, like, introduced to this psychic. Her name is Barbara Connor. And she's, like, a sister of, like, one of their co-workers or something like that. And is, like, up to visit... And she's like, yeah, all right, like, I'll come over to your house and I'll, like, check and see, like, what's happening in your house. Yeah. So she, like, Barbara comes into the house and she's like, all right, there's, like, a little girl here. And she says her name is Sally. So. Ah, there it is. This is where the Sally house comes from. Okay. I love that they just named it, they just named it after, like, whatever 
entity this person said it was. Yeah. I love that they're just like, okay, perfect. We'll just name it that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. And it's S A L L I E. Yes. Weird. Yes. Yes. So, what makes them think that the thing that they just named the house after is going to leave that house? They don't. They just like, they just wanted to know what it was. So they're like, all right. So that's like nice. So, I mean, like, Barbara just, like, keeps talking to the to the kid. She thinks it's a child, you know, like, trying to figure out, like, where she's here and or why she's here. Um, but she, like, didn't really get anything. She got the fact that Sally was, like, seven and she was having pain in her abdomen and her hand and her tooth, which, mm. okay. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Huh. So Barbara gives them a name, basically. Yeah. Um, and during this time, they like feel like, oh wow, none of the pictures are loading on this page. That is so sad. All right. Well, it's fine. <sighs> so loud that my mic is picking it up. That's unfortunate. All right. Well, it'll be okay. The like AC just kicked on in the other apartment, like the apartment next door to us, and it's really loud. Wow, rude, dude. Yeah. Very strange. Anyway. All right. At this point, it is worthy to note that the Pikmins, like, would get pockets of activity, but sometimes would go weeks without it. And Mm -hmm. um, they would, like, finally think that it was, like, over or whatever. So they ended up staying in this house for, like, 16 months. Okay. So they were there for... not that long. Which is not that long. They thought this was going to be their house for, like, a while to, like, raise their family in. So 16 months, and the hauntings didn't start until 10 months in, uh, six months in. Okay. So there was a few weeks where there was literally nothing. Like, their baby was sleeping, there was, like, nothing funny going on, um, and they're like, maybe we were just, like, making stuff up, and, like, of course, as soon as you, like, start to think that, it picks back up. So, like, Mm -hmm. the TV and the stereo started turning on and off again, the candles would be like strangely lit like when no one had lit them Ooh, i don't like that producing fire like so actually fire is like one of the like continuing themes of this haunt at some point they find um a rose talk about symbolism yeah Um, yeah yeah a rose that has literally like been burnt to a crisp on one side and the other side is like perfectly fine oh weird yeah okay yeah huh so that's one thing they find um they also find a candle that looks like it has been like melted like all of the wax is like melted like dripped down the side but like Uh the wick is un untouched unlit yeah yeah unlit weird okay and they found fingerprints on a on one of the candles once in like the hot wax yeah wow (sighs) if only fingerprint scanning had been a thing back then right like you wouldn't get anything from this dead anything like if it's been dead long enough you know yeah that's so creepy so now basically they're getting like activity and like so they got the candles they got like things randomly catching on fire they're taking a lot of pictures and stuff and um like compiling something because at this point tony's really fucking scared Uh uh-huh and deborah's like 
we need to research this. We need to go deeper. We need to know what this is. Me. <laughs> she's like taking pictures. She's like yeah, already yeah. like reached out to some other psychics. And like at, at one point she does reach out to the TV show Sightings. And they like approve and they come and they film while they're still living at this house. Yeah. Which I believe is more in, uh, in 1994 that starts. Okay. So they take like a lot of pictures and there's a lot of creepy stuff in all of these pictures. If you like have time to look through them, it's all on the Sally House website, which is also run by Deborah. Yeah, I noticed that. I saw that her name was like, she's like responding to comments and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they moved out in, like, 1994. Yeah. And yeah. they, like, so it's been a really fucking long time since they lived there, and they still, like, actively, like, run this website and, like, commit to, like, telling their story and stuff, which is, like, really fucking cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. They didn't just, like, abandon it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm having the uh, the issue where none of the pictures are loading on the website. Oh. So it's not just me. Yeah, it's not just you. Uh, I don't know why they're not loading. Hello? Okay, well, uh, hmm. Oh, yeah, if you just Google the Sally House photos, some of the pictures come up. Yeah, so I guess there's, like, one instance where she, like, took a picture of the playroom, and there's, like, in the picture, there's literally just, like, a crayon standing on its end. Oh, weird. Ugh. Like, on its tip, too. Like... Oh, on the, like, on the, like, skinny part. Yes. That it should not be standing on. Yes. All right. So gross. Yes. So that goes on for a little bit. And then <sighs> Tony gets home from work at 7 a.m. because he works third shift on October 31st. And he's in the kitchen drinking an orange juice. And he's just, like, standing at the kitchen sink. He turns around and he locks eyes with a fucking little girl standing across from him in the kitchen. And he's like, this is not my child. Yes. And he's like, holy shit. And this little girl is like dressed in like a really nice white dress and like old, old style though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and has like ribbons in her hair. And she like looks like scared. Like, she's seeing something that she's not supposed to and like they're both kind of seeing each other yeah and tony like drops his fucking glass of orange juice and like it shatters and he looks down and he looks back up and she's gone of course yeah okay uh, uh. tony's also a little bit of an artist so he like runs up to the master bedroom to like wake his wife up and he starts fucking drawing and he's like freaking out and he, like, gets a drawing of, like, this little girl who they come to know as Sally. Oof. And he saw her standing in his kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And, like, <sighs> apparently she, like, wasn't see-through, you know? She looked like a person and was uh -huh, just, like, uh -huh. gone. And she, like, looked, like, sweet and innocent and, like, definitely looked like she was, like, from, like, the 1900s, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know? Oof. Yeah. Do not like. Yes. So, full-body apparitions, man. Ain't that shit. <sighs> Alright. And then, like, at Christmas time, they're having a party, and, like, 
there's like dolls that are setting themselves on fire and shit. <laughs> Dramatic. Um, during this time, Tony is also like losing his mind, basically. He's like uh-huh. scared, he like doesn't understand. He's like getting like poked <laughs> all the time. <sighs> and then oh yeah, so he's losing his mind. And like when they talk to him on um Astonishing Legends, they like like we're like what what were you feeling and like during this whole time not only was he like scared but like when he was in the house he just felt like this uncontrollable anger and all he could think about was like hurting deborah uh... so like they would be out and they would be feeling fine and then he would like get home and he'd be like i'm gonna fucking like kill my wife like she's she's gotta go like this person's gotta go. Yeah. I remember hearing him talk on that episode and he, like, you could tell he was, like, he was really disturbed. Like, he also mentioned he had, he does have PTSD from this experience. Uh-huh. Which, like, sucks. But, like, yeah. holy shit. Like. I mean. Yeah, because it gets fucking worse, dude. Uh-huh. Of course. Okay. So he's, like, getting up for work. Or getting down for work. <laughs> getting home Get for down for yeah. work. Getting home from work at seven in the morning? Yes, correct. Okay, all right. <laughs> and Deborah is there. She's like doing laundry and he's like in the kitchen, like having these horrible, horrible thoughts. And he's like, today's the day. And he like picks up a knife and he like blacks out, basically. Oh no. Okay. And he like comes to and he has, or he thinks it's him. He has stabbed his house cat to the counter. Mm. So yeah, I remember that part too. He fucking killed his cat. But I guess it's better than killing his wife. Yeah, I mean that's still like fucked up. Yeah. Like that's it's still, still fucked like, up. When you know that's not something that like you would ever do. Yeah. And he was like, I'm like so sorry. He was so upset, you know? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> And obviously, like, they loved cats. They had cats and dogs and stuff. Like, it wasn't just, like, a random thing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. So, basically, <sighs> at this point, this is, like, right around when Sightings comes in. So, they have the TV crew. Um, I can't remember the host's name. There's him, and then there's, like, a main parapsychologist that, like, comes in and works with them. Uh-huh. And then a lot during the course of the series, they also have like this really famous psychic come in. Who oh, I can't remember the name. Of. I feel like I remember her, or if I like heard their name, I would. Uh... <laughs> All I remember from the sightings episode is he looks very nineties, my dude. He's got this like big fucking like mustache that like curls over the top of his mouth and like over his mouth, and it just looks it is black. It's just, like, so, oh. like, outrageous. Yeah. I see it. I yeah. see it. Yes. Peter James. Yes, Peter James. Right, because he has two first names. I do remember making fun of that. Okay. Uh-huh. And then we have investigator Al Robber. Yeah, Barbara Connor was the original psychic that came, that was, like, a friend of a friend. Yeah, so Peter James is the psychic. Okay, so yeah, Peter so James Peter is the psychic. James. And, and then, then there's, like, oh, Carrie Gaynor. Carrie Gaynor yes, is the parapsychologist. Yes, that's the same. So, basically, he was, like, 
the guy keeping Tony sane through this whole thing, which is really, uh-huh. really sad because like no one believed them. And obviously like TV shows and stuff like that get a lot of hoaxes and they didn't know what to believe, but they're like, ah, this seems real, you know, let's go out to the house. Uh-huh. And so like sightings is there and they just start like recording everything. And at the beginning, Tony is keeping his identity secret because he's he, like doesn't want his reputation to get ruined or anything like that. Uh-huh. But they're like recording like anomalies with like temperature through the house and um like cold spots where there shouldn't be cold spots and TVs turning off and on, like if their electrical equipment just like stopped working. They would also just like do like basically like sigils they would like just like sit overnight with like the camera on and like the two pikmin sitting there with carrie or the psychic and they would just like ask questions and like see oh you mean a seance yeah thank you yes okay i was like what do you mean they did a sigil like what the fuck oh i'm just bad at words i think that no i think that you you were thinking vigil and you like mix them up (laughs) Yes, so both of those words. Yes. Together. Yes. Okay, Together. I get it. Um, yeah, so they had held a vigil, is what I was going to say. Okay. Um, and they, like, recorded, like, lights flickering on and off and shit like that, but, like, the craziest stuff was, like, this whole time Tony was still being, like, attacked physically by the entity in the house. And he was just getting, like, scratches, and he would just start, like, bleeding, like, on camera. He would just, like, be hanging out, and they'd be standing there, and he'd be like, oh, shit, like, I feel something on my chest. And he would open his shirt, and there would just be, like, scratch marks down his chest that were, like, just starting to bleed. Like, they had just happened, and it happened on his arms, and, like, like, a couple times, just, like, really deep into his fucking back and shit. It was, like, insane. They, like, caught on camera scratches on his stomach forming. And so, like, I watched that, and it's, I, like, like, yep, that's what it is. Yep, that's exactly what that is. You just, like, (laughs) see it, like, one by one, like, scratching, and it's, like, slow. It's, like, it takes, like, seven minutes for, like, the three scratches to form or something like that. And they just, like, film the whole time. Ew. Yeah. Ew. So, the first time Peter James comes into the house, the sightings team, like, has him, like, as, like, their resident psychic, I guess. Uh Um, And they haven't told him any information about this house. All he knows is that a mother, a father, and a baby live here. A baby boy. Uh Uh-huh. That is it. Okay. So, they bring Peter James to the house, and the first thing he says, he doesn't even get into the house. He looks up in the window, and he says... There's a little girl up in that window. There's all. There's only a little boy that lives here, right? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, yes. well, I see a little girl up in the window. And they're like, great. They're like, great. Exactly. Great. Let's go in the house, shall we? Lovely. So he gets in the house, and he's, like, following his vibes around. And he, like, walks over to the stairs. And he's, like, holding onto the railing with one hand. And he's, like, looking up the top of the stairs. And he, like, turns his head but, like, doesn't take his eyes away. And he's, like, there's a little girl up there. <laughs> and he's whispering. He's, like, yeah. uh-oh. Yeah. And, she, and he's, like, she says her name is Sally. 
Sally? Does that sound right? And everyone's like, they're like, great, 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 great. So he like tries to be nice and like tries to like reach out and she like goes away. But he's like, holy shit. Like that was a girl named Sally. Like, holy fuck. And they Mm -hmm. like take him to like the local cemetery and he like feels drawn to this one plot, this one tomb. And like the tombstone or the headstone is so worn that like you can't tell what is even written on it. So they Uh go into city records and they find out that it's like a deceased infant from 1907 named Sally. Oh, dude, when the records, yeah. when the records are there for it, it's just like, no, no, no. Like, what the fuck? Okay. Yep. Oh, boy. So, in the middle of the sightings, like, shootings, uh, the Pikmins move out of the house. Uh-huh. So, they film one episode with them in the house, and then they move out, and then they do, like, a follow-up episode, because now they have the house to themselves, right? So they're doing mm-hmm, all their mm-hmm. investigative stuff. He's, like, talking to Sally. He's like, no, there's more than one entity here. One of them's, like, a scared little girl. And one of them is, like, evil, like, malevolent, like, trying to do harm. And, like, he's like, I'm not sure if it's the same spirit, but, like, two sides of the same spirit. Or, mm-hmm. like, just, like, he has caught this little girl here. Or, like, what is happening? Ugh. Yeah. And then um, at some point, like, the Pikmins drop by because they know Sightings is there. And they've been in the house for, like, I don't know, two and a half minutes. They're walking down the hall and fucking Tony, like, hits the ground and they, like, look under his shirt. And there's just, like, these two gouges, like, scratch marks, like, in a cross on his back. They're gross, dude. They're fucking gross. What the fuck? And he's like, I've been here for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they like fucking left. They were there for 16 months and they left. And then basically the final incident was like a couple years after they moved out. It was like the middle of winter and Tony like woke up in the middle of the night and he was just standing in front of the house. And they had, like, moved, like, a couple miles away at that point. There was snow on the ground. And he just, like, woke up in the middle of the night in front of the fucking house. Ew. So he, like, was basically just, like, harassed, pushed to the edge. Like, he saw, like, not only full-body apparitions of this little girl, but he also, like thought he saw his wife walking down the hallway a couple times only to like go into the other room and see her sitting there in her towel uh-uh. um there was one time where he like woke up in the in the middle of the night or the middle of the day i guess for him and there was like an old woman sitting on the edge of the bed and she just like started like throwing things around the room and he was screaming and screaming and screaming because like deborah was like across the hallway yeah in the bathroom and she like is like oh i like here at one point i hear him be like oh deborah like just like once or twice and she like goes and like checks it out and he's like on the floor like crying and screaming because he just got like attacked by like a full body entity of like an old woman and she didn't oh hear my God. anything Ugh. nope nope that was when he was like, we need to move. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, we uh-huh. gotta get out of the house. Like, someone's gonna get hurt, and I don't think it's gonna be me. I think I'm gonna hurt you. Like, we gotta go. Uh-huh. So they spent 16 months total there. And then after that, it was, like, rented to a couple more people. There was, like, an older woman that lived there and literally painted a pentacle on the basement floor. Yeah, okay, so this is the kind of the part that I was, like, waiting for you to get to. So did they actually, like, figure out that she was the one that drew it? Because I know that they tried to paint over it. Yeah, okay, so in Astonishing Legends, they talked to the landlord. And the landlord is this very no-nonsense guy. His name is Les, right? Uh-huh. And he was going over to the house because his tenant, this old woman, had trashed the place. And uh-huh. there was, I don't know, like trash everywhere. They were like damaging the property itself, whatever. So he's just like doing a check. And he goes into the basement. And there is indeed a pentacle on the floor. And it's got the circle, it's got stuff written around it, it's, like, purposefully there. And there's also a bunch of names written on the wall. But they're all, like, biblical names. And he doesn't recognize any of them, but he, like, kicks the woman out, and she's like, yeah, alright, that's fair. (laughs) Sure, okay. I mean, hmm. She's like, whoops, God, didn't get away with it, I guess I'll just leave now. I was gonna say, there's, like, so many, like, different ways you could go with that whole, like, portion of the story. I feel like they, they, like, when you hear other versions of the story, they, like, focus a lot on that one section. But 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 it was nothing. Literally. I was gonna say, that's not anything. Yeah, Les said he, like, went back in and, like, the pentacle was black and, like, the floor is, it's, like, cement. So he had to, like, go over it a couple times, but it didn't, like, keep, like, coming through the paint. It didn't, like, reappear after he painted over it, you know. He just painted over it. He just painted over it. Okay. And it needed, like, two coats, like everything does. Because it was black. Because it was black. I mean, okay. And he painted all the over all the names on the walls and was just, like, mostly pissed that she, like, trashed his house. Okay, yeah. One funny story, however, is... He was, like, fixing the siding at one point, and he was, like, a foot or two off the ground on a ladder, and his friend was there helping him. And his friend was like, I'm going to go into the si- inside and go to the bathroom. And Les thought he was being funny. And he was like, oh, like, don't let the ghost get you. And his friend was like, ah, yeah. And then, like, 30 seconds later, the fucking ladder gets kicked out from under him, and he hits the <gasps> ground. And he, like, looks around, he's like, oh, it's my fucking friend, and, like, his friend is nowhere in sight. Wow. So he's like, haha, don't let the ghost get you. And the ghost was like, I'm going to get you. Yeah, bitch. yeah, bitch. And he was just like, fuck <laughs> oh you. God. And like knocked the ladder out from underneath him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's yeah, really funny. It's so good. That's really funny. Um, Yeah. I could literally talk about this house for like a really long time. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's like still activity going on to this day. And there's more people who have lived there like before the Pikmins have come forward with their stories saying like one of their like children had an imaginary friend named Sally while they lived there. Oh God. Okay. And they like didn't tell anybody about it, but they saw the sighting show and they were like, well, someone else knows. Uh huh. Uh huh. So uh a lot of things like that have come up. Good. Um, 
Les, I believe, still owns the house, but it's now strictly a tourist attraction. Like, he doesn't try to rent it out anymore. Mm. Um, so, like, you can go on, like, paranormal tours, you can spend the night there, stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so you can go there and, uh, oh, man. people say it's, like, the most haunted house in Kansas, and I maybe agree with it. Yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot one really important thing. It wasn't even that important. But one well. of the, there was one time when Tony got scratched on the back, and it was, like, while they were filming, so he's like, ah, oh, there's something on my back, so they lift up his shirt, and there are scratches, but they're scratched in... The formation of MC, oh which my God. is MC I... Finney, is the first person who is the person who built that house. Uh huh. So Ooh. okay, I saw those pictures too. Yeah, those are a on lot the of the theories around the Sally House is that it's multiple entities. Generally, that's pretty well accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is a little girl. One of them is slightly more malevolent, but there's also maybe an older woman there. As well as, like, a little boy. Okay. So there's, like, lots of spirits that are, like, hanging out there now. Uh-huh. Um, oh, shit. I lost my train of thought. Hang on. Oh. They're like, why would, like, Sally do this? And, like, the malevolent spirit, like, they maybe think that it and Sally are, like, the same thing. So they're like, why would this little girl be so angry? Because there's so much, like anger in the house and it's anger towards fathers generally uh-huh. and the story of the house or the story of sally or like the urban legend of sally is that she like woke up in the middle of an appendectomy in the house and like died there but there's no public records of that okay the, the infant that they found the grave of died of pneumonia and no one else named sally was around Hmm. so that's generally considered an urban legend but the feelings of anger towards father figures is very real we know that mc was you know a father he had like six children there's a lot of like i'm sure he didn't treat them well due to the fact that it was the early 1900s so there's lots of like i'm sure abuse and shit like that going on in the house Uh uh-huh well, my my thinking was like was almost like okay, so the little girl is one thing, but like honestly, like what if it's like, um, what if it's like MC, but like he had like a bad experience with his dad, and he's like, oh well, I died in this house, I'm just gonna haunt this house and fuck yeah, around with any thing. dad figure he that built comes in and died in that house. Yeah, like- yeah. And he's like carving his like initials into people's he's like, backs it's me. and shit. And everyone's like, "It's a little girl." And he's like, "No, it's me." <laughs> Maybe that's. I'm not a little girl. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Yike. Maybe stuffed animals are just really easy to move around because they're so light and shit. You know. I mean, yeah. And he I mean... can just set things on fire with his little little kid hand. <laughs> oh, that was the thing about those fingerprints. They were like little kid fingerprints. Oh ew. Ugh. Gross. Sorry, forgot to mention that. <laughs> That's okay. Huh. Yeah, so I definitely want to go stay at this alley house. Yeah, I think I need to work my way up to it. I need to I need to uh become a little more brave, I think. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll do a local local uh 
I'm place so first. ready. Oh, well, we maybe we should go stay at the Lizzie Borden house. You live like 20 uh-huh. miles away from there. So. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's very true. I would love to go stay there. Great. Okay. Yes. Sounds yes. good. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say was that if you do choose to listen to the Astonishing Legends episode, there is an EVP that they caught when they oh, yeah. were investigating that literally is the stuff of nightmares. And It I'm, really is. I am not like, I like horror movies. I don't typically like freak out at things that I hear, things that I see. But that EVP like really, really freaked me out. Like when it first started playing, it's a long EVP. When it first started playing, I had to pause it and like gather myself a little bit and then hit play again. Because when I first heard it, it just immediately freaked me out. So if you yeah. do decide to listen to that, that's just Beware. a warning. There are warnings in it. They give there you a lot of warnings. of warnings. Yes. And also really fucked up Scott. Yes. So that's pretty funny, but not really. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a couple of years. I hope you're doing okay, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, yeah, dude. When I first heard that EVP, I was like at work and I heard it. I like purposefully like turned down the volume all the way and I like heard it and I like literally like started crying and i like turned it off immediately yeah. and i didn't listen to the rest of it because yeah. i was like it literally it like sounds like someone is just like yelling at you and it it's... literally it just like triggered oh. something in me of like someone just like screaming at you in like pure anger and i was yes. just like i can't do this <laughs> and i've never i've never listened to it so like i've listened to it a few times because they play it the first time, and then the, the f- episode after they play it, they analyze it. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I guess I listen to, like, the slowdown versions. Good. Okay. I mean, yeah. well, that's still not as... It's still scary, it's no matter great, what But I haven't to listened to the OG one. No. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, like, you can tell that it fucked Scott up, like, being in that house. Not only the EVP, but being in that house. He very, like, on the show, he very blatantly said, I will never return to that house ever again. And Forrest was like, haha, like, wait, are you serious? And Scott's like, yes, I will never, ever, like, he's very, like... It's funny, too, because he also described this, like, draw to go back to that house. He's like, there's still some part of me that's like, yeah, let's let's go back. There's something uh-huh. there. We need to go back. And that was also something that Tony s- described mm-hmm. because, like, he also had a significant experience in the house, and that's something that, like, a lot of people have, like, emailed Deborah about and be like, I, I feel like I need to go back, but I never want to go back there. The other weird thing is that Scott is a father, so... Oh, like, yeah. That's the thing. So if that's, like, a common occurrence, then, like, Oh, yeah. Freaks me out, man. It so, freaks me out. that's the Sally house. Fuck yeah. I'm sorry, that was really long, but Dude, yeah. I don't care. I do not care. My last one was really long, too, so. Yeah. Oh, man. I just love that. Yeah. You can just, like, have, like, so many fucking, like, theories about, I have, like, I what's have going so many on. Theories. I literally could just keep talking about this, about mm-hmm. how how I feel about, like, the supposed little girl and like there's mc finney and then there's cc finney who is his son and i have a lot of feelings about cc finney who was a doctor and a prominent figure skater and i also believe trans but wasn't allowed to be in 1900 in the early 1900s so okay well maybe we can talk about that some other time i was gonna say what if 
put this on the idealist. What if we just take some time to set aside and talk about this and record it and put it on Patreon or something yeah. like that? Because yeah, that I would be great. totally down to just like talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. The, okay. the Finney family is very interesting, but um, all right. I will add it to our list and nice, 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 nice. refrain for now. <laughs> I mean, if there's anything you really want to say, you can just no. say it. But <laughs> No, just that he's trans. That's all. Okay. I didn't know that either, so that's cool. <sighs> all right. Well, I think I'm going to go grab another beer. All right. Good. Because I have to pee really bad. Okay. Sit. All right. All right. All right. All right. Oops. Thank you for coming to my dead talk. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's see here. We're going to exit. Exit full screen. Move this over here. Then put my notes. Then put my notes right here. All right. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Shall I rip it? Yes. Let it rip. All right. Hopefully this doesn't take me more than fucking 20 minutes should be fine it's a halloween episode it's okay yeah i was gonna say i don't really care if our episodes are long this month i feel like some of the topics that we want to talk about get like very close to on the line of like okay do we do a multi-parter or do you do a slightly longer episode it's like well might as well just do a slightly longer episode yeah i feel that yeah (laughs) okay here we go This is kind of random, but I found this article and uh, I just wanted to share it because it's kind of fun. So this is five fun rumors and facts about THC. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, This is an article that was written by Nicole Richter. It is on wayofleaf.com, which I think is like a cannabis related website. Okay. Um, Hell yeah. 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 So it was written on March 4th of this year. So like super recent. So here we go. Five fun rumors and facts about THC. Number one, there is evidence that THC could make you smarter, which is funny because I feel like most people think that cannabis makes you a dumbass. Um, Yeah. However, okay, so nobody is like saying that marijuana increases a person's intellectual capacity. Um, However, there's evidence that it could give you a short-term burst of mental stimulation at the least. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Um, a pilot study that was published in Frontiers Frontiers in Pharmacology in October 2016 involving 24 participants. Um, they all had medical marijuana cards for either chronic pain, depression, or anxiety. Um, and after three months of marijuana use, the volunteers completed two tests. One of them is called the Stroop Color Word Test. I don't know if you've heard of this one. Once I describe it, you'll probably know what it is. Yeah. Um, It assesses your thinking ability by measuring how long it takes to name the color of a printed word that doesn't match the written word. So, for example, the word green, but written in the color blue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, The second test involved connecting numbered dots. The researchers then compared these test scores to volunteers' original baseline. The study found that the 11 patients who 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 had completed the three months of smoking weed, finish their tasks faster. Wow. Um, They also didn't make any more errors than they did previously, so it wasn't like their brain cells died, which is what I was (laughs) literally told in high school, was that my brain cells were going to die. Thanks, Dare. Yes. (laughs) Finally, the patients reported improvements in various symptoms, including better sleep. 
Nice. Um, and this is because THC is a potential neuroprotectant, um, which means that it keeps the brain protected from inflammation and other harmful things. Scientists believe that the cannabinoid could car- could cause neurogenesis, which is the growth of new brain cells. Wow. Okay. Literally the opposite. <laughs> so in contrast, legal drugs such as alcohol and other illicit substances such as cocaine suppress neurogenesis. Holy shit. So yeah, so that's really fucking cool. Uh, number two, we already know this, but you cannot technically die from a marijuana overdose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so in 2017, the DEA wrote that, quote, no deaths from overdose of marijuana have ever been reported. <laughs> Literally, the DEA said that. Judge Young, who was in favor of removing marijuana from the Schedule One list, said that you would need to consume approximately 1,500 pounds of cannabis in 15 minutes to induce a lethal response. So let's talk about that. (laughs) 1,500 pounds in 15 minutes. How would, I mean, you, how would you even do that? <laughs> that would be the biggest fucking dab ever. I like. I don't even know if your lungs could handle wax, that. Like. I guess so. I don't. Okay. I don't even okay. know. I don't even know. Oh, um, I'm thinking like, yeah, 1,500 pounds is a ridiculous amount. But, but like, get, if but you concentrate it, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just going to. I don't know, like, how much... Sometimes my train of thought goes down. I don't know, like, how much oil 1,500 pounds of weed yeah. would produce. <laughs> so how much does a pound produce? How much? <laughs> I don't even know if that's, like, information oh, that would be available. Not... How much? <laughs> what else was it? The... Dabs. Dabs. How Dab- much dabs can you make with marijuana? Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Oh my god, sorry, that was just... The terminology. Holy shit. Okay, 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 okay. It is about 6%, so... Okay, so you get... So that's what weight? Is, 6%? is that weight? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Um, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me just open up my calculator application here. Times point... Oh, 90. Sure. 90 pounds. 90 pounds? Oh my god. <laughs> 90 pounds of wax. 90 pound dab, everyone. Let's fucking do it. It's not even, like, possible. Okay, 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 okay. So, I'm glad we looked that up, but also, holy (laughs) shit, dude. Oh, yeah, I'm just ready to die today. Here's my 90 pound dab. That's That's basically slightly less than what I weigh as a human being. Yes, yes. That's a U-sized dab. That is a me-sized dab. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so also, so, also, sorry. And it's okay. It's I, this is how I expected us to react. I was like, we're gonna spend a lot of time freaking out about this. These numbers that make no sense. Um, in 2014, <laughs> research found that you would need to orally ingest 0.5 grams of pure THC per kilogram to potentially overdose. Therefore, a 70 kilogram individual, 154 pounds, um, would have to consume 35 grams of a 100% THC extract. 
One scientist suggested that this was an amount that far exceeded what most people consume in their entire lifetime. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, uh, that's not a thing. The only thing that is real is there are some adverse effects that have led to very tragic consequences. There was somebody, a very young student, who ate a THC edible, like a cookie or something, and started acting really weird and ultimately fell to his death from a hotel balcony. Um, Whether or not that was pure THC um, is in question, but whenever or however you decide to use weed, obviously do so responsibly. Whether or not you overdose or you die, that's (laughs) not really an argument. Anyway, so there's that. That's not a thing. Um, Number three. We're going to get slightly political here. Go vote, by the way. Hash brown. Go vote. Hash brown, go vote. Um, The North Korean government is rumored to be lenient on cannabis as a drug. Weird. Yes. It is very much a rumor because we don't know very much about North Korea. The reason why is because it's dangerous for American nationals to travel to North Korea. Um, There's a very high risk of arrest and long-term detention. Kim Jong-un, North Korea's current leader... Um, he has a very weird relationship with our president, current president, and, you know, they go back and forth between war and being friends. So, you know, you can't go there. And nobody really, we don't talk. Our two countries don't talk, so we don't really know. But the nation has an estimated population of around 25 million and a life expectancy that's significantly lower than most first world nations. The standard of living is very low and most of the population is poor. Um, they exist to serve their state, and the oppressive regime has no issue severely punishing those who step out of line. So you could assume that North Korea would have a very strict stance on cannabis. However, that is potentially not the case. Weird. Very weird. In 2013, Vice News claimed that North Koreans smoke something called Ipdambe, which is a cheap tobacco substitute. It looks a lot like cannabis, but isn't related to cannabis. So that's one thing. What's a little bit more interesting is that North Korea embarked on a drive to grow hemp in the 1960s during a severe economic crisis. Unfortunately for the country's residents, the measures were poorly implemented and led to famine in the 1990s. However, they rank number three on the list of the world's biggest hemp producers, at least for now. Wow, weird, 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 weird. Yes. Um, It is very difficult to say whether or not North Korea tolerates marijuana or not due to the lack of us being able to visit. Um, One publication suggested that North Koreans grow cannabis at home or at least harvest wild marijuana. A journalist also suggested that marijuana is classified as a dangerous drug like heroin, yet there are no reports... um, Oh. And there are also reports of tourists smoking either hemp or cannabis. So even though it's a fun rumor, we don't recommend trying it. But um, that's something that's kind of interesting. You would like assume that North Korea would be a little weirder about it. Apparently they're not. So there's that. Um, Number four. Tupac Shakur's ashes were smoked in a joint. Ew. Really? Yep. So we'll get to that. I know you're like, that sounds like an awful idea. Um, 
So for anyone who doesn't know, Tupac Shakur, better known by his stage name Tupac, is considered one of the most influential rappers of all time. Tupac enjoyed remarkable success in a career that was tragically cut short. Aside from creating several albums, he also earned critical acclaim for his roles in a handful of movies. Um, His life was filled with controversy and occasional violent incidents. He was originally shot in 1994, um, and after that, he was just constantly looking over his shoulder. On September 7th, 1996, he was murdered in Las Vegas at only age 25. Oh, no. For anybody who doesn't know. I didn't know he was only 25. I didn't either. Yeah. So um, he had requested... Oh, he had, in one of his songs, okay, in one of his songs, Black Jesus, he had requested for his ashes to get smoked in a joint. And no one really knows for sure whether or not he was serious. But, of course, the members of Outlaws, which was the group that he founded, took that seriously. So, in an interview, EDI Mean and Young Noble confirmed that they had smoked Tupac's ashes at a memorial event on a beach. They held a private event for him which included group members and Tupac's mother and family. That's kind of sweet, actually. Yeah, they apparently mixed the ashes with California Kush and smoked it. Um, So according to at least one doctor, the act was no more dangerous than other things that people smoke regularly. All right, sick. So (laughs) while it sounds very weird, that actually is pretty sweet. I was really just thinking, like, a joint of ashes, and then I was like, oh, they mixed it with weed. Yeah, they, I guess they, that makes okay, more sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oof, gross. No. All right, actually, that's pretty goth. I'm gonna put that in the back of my mind. I would do it. Yeah, right? I was like, wait, no, actually, I, cha- I, would I do changed that. my whole opinion about smoking. Yeah. <laughs> based on that one comment. All right, so number five, the last one. At least 11 American presidents have been rumored to have smoked marijuana or hemp. Um, It seems likely that Jefferson, Washington, John Adams, James Madison used hemp at the very least. One letter from Washington stated that he, quote, began to separate the male from female plants rather too late. So we can speculate that our first president was looking for female plants and their THC content. So that's interesting. That is very interesting. Yes. As for Thomas Jefferson, we can remember how he worked as an ambassador to France during the age of hashish. There seems little doubt that James Monroe also used THC as he openly used hashish. Oh, okay. Many of this nation's leaders fought as soldiers in a war before becoming president. Andrew Jackson, Zachary Taylor, and Franklin Pierce all fit into this category. There's evidence that all three used cannabis during these wars that they fought. Pierce, Franklin Pierce, fought in the Mexican-American War, and when he wrote home, he said that cannabis smoking was about the only good thing about the conflict. That was, like, what he said. Wow, I'm inclined to agree. Yeah, yep. It's like the Napoleon Bonaparte thing. Right? (laughs) And then Napoleon was like, you can't smoke weed anymore. In one of JFK's biographies, the author claimed the president smoked three joints while in the White House in 1962. Exactly three. Yeah, right? It seems highly likely that Kennedy was a regular user to deal with his back pain. That just makes sense. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. 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 Checks out. Um, Bill Clinton... 
famously said that he didn't inhale, but he was experimenting with weed. Ew, I hate. Um, However, according to Christopher Hitchens, who attended Oxford University at the same time as Clinton, Bill enjoyed his THC in the form of edibles. Of course he didn't inhale. Of course he didn't inhale. In a taped conversation, George W. Bush all but admitted to using cannabis. He had no knowledge that he was being recorded. Then again, he also admitted using cocaine. Um, I feel like that's pretty standard for buzzments. I mean. Yeah. Uh-huh. You gotta keep going You just gotta somehow, keep going, man. I guess. Jesus Christ. Everyone in a high-pressure industry does cocaine for the fuck of it, mm. man. Like. Mm-hmm. If you are a high-level executive, I'm gonna assume that you do cocaine. And you I'm know sorry. what? Being the president is being a high-level executive. Just look like uh-huh. the country, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I was gonna <laughs> say something about that, but I'm like, you know what? Let's just keep going. Nope. Um, nope. Finally, Barack Obama admitted using marijuana, some of us may remember. He said... This is my favorite. When I was a kid, I inhaled. That was the point. I miss you so much, Obama. Oh my god. I do really miss Obama. I, miss Obama. I know I know he did. I know, I know he did. Syrian kids, and I'm really sorry about that, but like at least at least you were cool. Yeah. Yes, at least he was cool. Um so anyway, so that was the pretty much the last part of that. So the last part I wanted to read was um so this article was like kind of like supposed to be like, oh, this is the lighthearted, like funny side of cannabis. Um, but this was a comment that was on the article. It's kind of long, but I thought it was really good. So here we go. <laughs> In typical beach too sandy, water too wet, one of my favorite podcast fashion, I'm going to read this very dramatically. So this was written by Andy. This is a comment on the article. In my teens back in the 70s, early 80s, there was weed about, but it was only the remnant hippie crew from the 60s that seemed to use it. The drinking and pub culture was much more prevalent and in vogue, as was the violence and drunken stupidity that came with the socially accepted phenomenon. I was well involved in this. It wasn't a good weekend if you didn't get slaughtered on ale and have a couple fights. That it was until at about 15, I went to a mate's party where his older brother introduced me to weed. It wasn't like today's gear. We smoked the whole plant called either homegrown or bush. It was awesome and changed my whole look. My parents still rejoiced the day when I found cannabis. Comma, comma, comma. No more fighting or drunken craziness. No more police at the door every weekend telling them I had been arrested. Well, until I got busted for a quarter ounce of homegrown. Happy face. (laughs) Ten pound fine. Well, cool. With a K. Point is, I have smoked weed regularly since then. I have worked, ran my own successful construction company, been a solid contributor to society, never been in trouble with the law since, have brought up my kids well. But still, it's illegal for me to possess or even grow weed, even though I now have some serious spinal and nerve problems. Legally, to control my pain, I was prescribed morphine, pregabalin, and fentanyl, from which I struggled for months to break this mind and soul, destroying legal opiate addiction, with only the help of my wife and cannabis. And then he, person, this person's from the UK, and they go on about how the UK is doing all the stuff, uh, blah, 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 blah. But we as the UK sheeplets just sit down and let oh. it happen. There has been not one reported death contributed to imbibing weed, whereas opiates and alcohol legally kill hundreds of thousands of people every year. 
when are we going to get a grip and tell these wankers who probably have never even smoked a spliff in their life that they are wrong and unjust? Stop treating us like stupid, naive children. It grows naturally. Every mammal has cannabis receptors. Why is that, I wonder? We should be worshipped as one of the finest medicinal breakthroughs ever, nurtured and explored, and not controlled for governmental profiteering at the expense of people's physical and mental welfare. So this guy had a lot to say. And I fucking loved it. Thanks, Andy. I didn't understand any of the shit shit he said about the UK, but I was like, holy fuck. (laughs) So I just wanted to throw that in. Wow, I love that. Just for fun. But that was, um, yeah, that was that. (laughs) Yay! Yay! (laughs) So there's some more reasons why weed should be legal, I guess. (laughs) So we can roll our ashes into joints and Mm -hmm. smoke them. I guess I would prefer a blunt if I were to be rolled into an object to be smoked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. I would assume so. Who would smoke my blunt when I was gone now? I mean, if it's like your if it's like your one thing that you're asking people to do. <laughs> Anyone who's left. <laughs> oh boy. Alright, well I'll think about that more later and uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. go back to you. Okay. Alright. Sounds great. Then, uh, do you have anything else to say? No, I do not. Um, if you like our show, you can find us on many social media outlets, including Facebook. Um, our Instagram is YBOW Podcast, and Sam makes cool graphics for that and posts memes and stuff, huh. and it's great. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you. So, there's that too. We also have, um, we still have some like Black Lives Matter resources on there. And then we have Twitter, which is weird underscore pod. Um, that's the one we use the most. If you want to talk to us and you want to an answer quickly, that's the right way to do it. Um, we're both very active on there. So if you like want to talk to us, definitely you can do. go there. We want to hear from yes. you. Please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can send your stories to either one of those places. You can DM us or you can email us at yourbrainonweird at gmail.com. We do... Uh, shorter episodes on the last Wednesday of every month. Those are our A Little Weirds. And if you send us a story, yours might get read on the next one. Yay! Yeah! And the last thing is that we have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash yourbrainonweird you can help us out. You can donate there. Um, And that helps us grow and helps us, you know, upgrade our equipment as we need to and so on and so forth. The other thing that I would like to do I haven't met I haven't brought this up with you recently is I definitely want to try and restructure our benefits Um, so we're going to be doing that soon so if you have any ideas if you are currently a patron and you want to see something specific from us on patreon you can send us a message send us an email and we'll listen to your suggestions if you are not a patron you can also send us suggestions of things that you think would be cool Um, yeah we're open to everything But I definitely want to do that. Okay, soon. that sounds like a great idea. Okay, sick. And I think that's it. Yeah, I think that is it. Alrighty. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm Sam. I'm Jess. And this has been uh, Your Brain on Weird. Bye bye. <laughs>